Hey everyone, and happy Thursday. Welcome to the spirit of Aya. And today I'm talking about, I'm on an unconditional love uh, river lately. It just keeps flowing, right? So, uh, yeah, unconditional love for ourselves and other people and, um, Understanding that our perceptions and our judgments are only our own and we end up imprinting them onto the universe, right? And then this is how the universe functions based off of our ideas coming into into fruition. And the thing is, is that a lot of our imprints or our limitations of our manifestations that are happening into the universe are oftentimes not happening they're being blocked because we're in fear or they're like the intention behind them isn't soul driven and once we realize that the way that we're going to change as a culture and a society and you know it's it's funny as i'm talking about this you know not that they're we actually don't have to do anything we can sit still and things can play out the way it needs to because really it's all divinely orchestrated if you're feeling called like I'm feeling called a lot of people are feeling this call to shift themselves based on their their contracts here their soul contracts and you begin to chip away at the prison that you've built around your soul right because that's who you actually are Um, right. So then once you are able to step into unconditional love for yourself, for other people, it invites not just unconditional love, but trust, letting go, understanding there's more being orchestrated than you're in control of. Um, we can let people just be who they need to be, you know, instead of, um, We always want to try to change people, right? And the best way for someone to change, right, is when they step forward in their own energy and say, I'm ready to change, right? Because once they step forward, I'm ready to change, then the teacher appears. Once the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Um, If a person's not ready, you know, teacher, shaman, therapist, lover whoever it is they won't it won't step forward into your energy field because you're blocked right you're blocked by your own whatever is going on it's so it's it's so variable i'm not going to even go into examples right but um we block ourselves in so many ways but for good reason right because a lot of us have been taught to protect things aren't safe i cannot trust you You know, so we're working off of that program in our emotional bodies and our physical bodies. And there's no, really, there's no trust in just understanding, you know, who you really are. And and I'm going to preface it all of this with no matter where you're at in your journey, you're exactly where you need to be. You know, I just, these days, spirit says to say something and I say it. So that's that. But, um, so we're, we're, even in when we're in our darkest moments, it's serving the purpose of strength, right? To build strength. 
and our darkest moments, our darkest hours are just tests. They're just tests. That's all it is. And, and more on like on a clinical or physiological level, it's a call to get the, the energy out of your body. That's one thing I know for sure is that the negative heavy energy, the metals, so to speak, the emotional metals of your body, they have to come out. They have to be purged through tears, through, you know, so the more we resist and avoid and try to protect ourselves, but we're really not protecting ourselves, really. We're just keeping ourselves locked up in the prison. You know, we're staying safe there. And it's okay to stay there as long as you need to, right? There's no... There's no, there's no one that can get you out but you. So when you're ready to grab that key, and then you know the only person, you know, like um, like setting yourself free, right? Um, the only and the thing that I have come to understand, especially about trauma, because that's what I'm called to do here, it's not so much like freeing yourself because like trauma isn't just cerebral right it's like in your body so at some point you have to release your body of the traumatic energy that has to that has to come off at some point like um so it's not it's not so much you can't like nothing happens quick in life it just doesn't uh and everything takes time because it's like, right? You're building relationships. So once you once you start building a relationship with your soul, you have to learn to trust that relationship. It's not going to happen like, you know, you're not going to build it quickly. Or and if you do, it's going to feel kind of artificial, right? And understanding like you slowly have to grieve the prison that you've been in for so long in order to step into the true self. And this armor comes off in so many different ways. It really just, and that's all I think dependent on your contract or like your journey here or how that happens is truly up to you. I mean, so many different things work for so many different people. There really is no one way to heal. You know, the best thing to do for you to heal is just to listen to what you need and follow that. Um, at times, like, um, there's a, there's a fine line though, right? Because, um, healing quote unquote can be wrapped in dark energy, um, which we all need dark and light, but at some, at sometimes like, you know, <laughs> the human in me is like addiction just sucks the life out of somebody, you know? And oftentimes addiction and trauma are so like, they're so interwoven together because the, the fucking pain that somebody's in. They just want the pain to end, you know? And it's a misguided solution because of what they've seen or what, what they've been introduced to or what they know of. Um, and eventually, you know, God willing, someone understands that that's not the solution. They come out of it. We lose a lot of souls through that process though. So I feel like you know, even though we can't control anyone, we can try and plant the seed. That's all any of us can do, right? I remember when I was going through my suffering in my prison, so many people tried to plant seeds. And 
I was so resistant, but I needed that. I needed to understand that this journey is in nobody's time but my own, you know? And there's no really way of explaining that um, other than like for me, because all of us can only speak from experience is like that was my journey with being a wounded healer. You know, it's like I've had tastes of a lot of different worlds because of my wounds. And now when I talk to people, I can like, I really can easily relate. And I truly believe that's just how it's been orchestrated. Um, and it can be really um, heavy though for somebody who's a healer and you're sitting in front of somebody. But if what we can do instead of like trying to change someone, asking questions is the best thing you can do to get somebody else to come to their own truth. Pushing truths on other people doesn't work. You know, um, asking someone what they want, even if they don't know, at least they're thinking about it. And so this is all in the name of unconditional love, right? Understanding that, you know, someone is in a certain space for some reason. As long as safety isn't at risk, you know, we can let people glide. Um, when safety is a concern, then, you know, we need to intervene, right? Whether, whether we like it or the other person doesn't like it, whatever, there's a need because is it's like, as a community, we want to try and like, in the end, everyone's going to be happy because it's like, thank God that I stepped in because like, you know, you're still here kind of thing. Um, and so what, going back to the unconditional love, um, you know, understand unconditional love is like when we understand that somebody has to like go through certain things to learn their lesson, right? So we don't want to, right? So that's like judgment, right? Because every time we like hear something that within our perception field, like is like, whoa, that's a bad idea. We want to let someone know really quick, you know, like, or try and make them realize it or something when you can just back off and like, let them learn the lesson because they're not they're This is how we function. People need to just learn on their own. And it's fantastic because you learn who you are through trial and error. There's no other way of finding that out. Right. However, if somebody asks, right, asks you, invites change talk, then it better, even a better time to invite more questions and to, to, um, right. Cause I'm not a guru, like, right. We're, we're our own internal God, right. We are the, we are the ones that run our personal universe. We are the only ones, um, in, in co-creation, we can change things. So when someone is in front of you and you're like, uh, and they're ready to change, the best thing to do is like, ask them. See, and I, and I all think this is all has to do with unconditional love. It doesn't sound like it, but I really think the more uninvolved we are in somebody's process, the better, because we're really letting space. We're holding space for their soul to come through. And this is, this is best demonstrated so far I've seen in a, in an ayahuasca ceremony because the, the healer steps out of the way, the person steps out of the way and mother ayahuasca is there to guide. 
right? Guide the person in their personal psychotherapy session. And they have this way of working with the medicine and like figuring things out. However, it needs to be figured out. There's no structure, right? If somebody needs to laugh, if someone needs to cry, if someone needs to throw up, if someone needs to flail their arms, however healing happens, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? We're so programmed, especially me as a therapist, I'm beginning to learn is like healing needs to happen in a certain way when really it doesn't, right? Someone just needs a place to go to let the energy out, to get the, get it the fuck out of them, you know? And all we need to do as humans healers, people, compassionate, loving, kind, service beings of this humanity is just to love somebody unconditionally. Because you really have no idea. You have zero clue what's happening in someone's internal world. You don't, you don't have a clue. Um, until you ask someone to tell you what's going on. And even then, someone might not be telling you the full story because they don't trust you or who, you know, who are you? So whatever, whatever's happening in the present moment to honor that as sacred space, that is sacred space. Two people connecting on their personal story, you know, just understanding that you've entered a different realm once that happens, right? You're entering a space where getting out of your head, drop your judgment, drop down into your heart. And your only job is to acknowledge, you know, that's it really. I mean, unless the energy tells you otherwise, that's another thing like tapping into what you think spirit thinks is appropriate in that moment. Um, and really getting clear on that, like super, super clear. Like, is this, what's, what's the message you want me to send? And And yeah, this is like, this is so, it's really hard for me to explain. So, um, yeah, people will come and go and that's okay. So letting go of attachment is also a form of unconditional love. Dropping expectations. That's also a form of unconditional love. Um, it's the vibration, right? It's the vibration. And in turn, your life is so much like ooey gooey, awesome, spirit led, let go of the control, basically. And of course, all of us like, whoa, Westerners are like, what? Let go of control. It's a lot. And I think, um, you know, learning this vibration is... kind of difficult because you really have to build a relationship with it. You even have to build a relationship with the vibration of unconditional love and you have to trust it. You have to trust that letting go is the answer, right? Cause the moment like we attach and we want something to happen and we have expectations, we're fucked. We are totally fucked. We're put into fear. We think things are unfair. Um, when, when in a different perceptual field, understanding like that's just the way it's actually meant to be. You're meant to like go through this or this is happening for a reason or um, what's the lesson 
or maybe this person, you know, I've taught, I started talking about how things happen in reasons, seasons, and lifetime cycles. So there's a reason why it's happening. It's only for a season, or this is like some lifetime shit you got to carry out. And, you know, when I do these podcasts, like take what you feel connected to and leave the rest. Cause I'm just as human as you. And I'm only working off of as much as of a channel as possible. I can't guarantee that zero ego is in me because I have an ego, right? But for the most part, I try to communicate pretty cleanly in terms of understanding all this. And, um, you know, if, if you've practiced Buddhism or mindfulness, like all of this pretty much resonates. Maybe you've heard this all. But the thing that I've also been really called to talk about is that knowing things on an intellectual isn't, I don't want to say it's not enough because like, you know, that sounds lack, but our egos are strong. So we need to be convinced otherwise, fortunately or unfortunately. So physical, somatic, emotional experiences rewire the brain. So when we are able to physically engage in an emotional experience, like we are reprogrammed or we change, our DNA is shifted. So when I can think about it in my head, I'm throwing up or I'm letting go of my childhood trauma and the medicine is helping somebody it's programmed into the central nervous system in the brain completely differently than maybe, um, I mean, this is the role of psychedelics right now. People have, PTSD is so real. Like it totally changes somebody's perception of their, the earth that they're walking. It's so painful. And that's why things like MDMA are being researched right now to drop somebody's inhibitions or quiet the ego so reprogramming can actually take place ego comes in so many forms right most people have ptsd it comes in the form of pain like looking at somebody can be like the most painful thing sometimes for somebody with trauma and it registers in the body like fuck dude get me the fuck out of here or i'm gonna beat this person up or shit i need to freeze because i might do something wrong right this is all primitive brain and the medicine quiets all of that, quiets it so we can actually start to heal. And this happens in the course of what, four to six hours. And someone finally experiences for the first time in their life what it's like to feel love, to be given everything that you've ever needed to be given, to feel safe, you know, to reprogram all the things that trauma and your ego has taught you otherwise because you're not you're not meant to be in this mental prison forever you're just meant to be in as long as you feel is necessary and if you feel a call like the calls here dude like follow it and if you don't feel the call then also listen to that it's all about honoring yourself no matter what it's the, it's, it's all about honoring your own path and if you need to sit in pain, then sit in your pain. It's not, it's all part of it, you know? It's really, you know, if you can imagine like your higher self in front of you, just imagine like 
whatever that means to you. I'm not going to like try and describe that. Your higher self in front. So basically what do you want to imagine is like you sitting in front of another version of you. Whatever you want that version to be. That version is somehow supposed to, well, that version just knows more. Like whatever you want to, like that's all your perception. So however that comes to your mind, so you're sitting in front of yourself and begin to have a conversation. Because that's when you want to be talking to the soul part of yourself. The part of you that's guided by your heart, your heart chakra. Not cerebral, not intellectual, your heart, right? So speaking to that part of you that's in front of you and having a conversation. And just listen what comes up. You don't have to do anything, but just listen. And, you know, ayahuasca or not, that can be a, a great activity or a tool that you can practice on a daily basis. Um, and the one thing that the medicine, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, does facilitate is unconditional love. And as I always say, you know, you have to always remember who are you doing the medicine with? Are you safe? Are you doing illegal? Like all these things, right? That's very important to consider um, in terms of ceremony. And this is something though that I believe is, is an indicator or needs to be measured in some sort of way in some sort of research. Um, you know, like heart math is a, is a research thing. Um, living from the heart. These are all things like regardless of childhood trauma, we just have not been trained this way. We have not been open to this type of consciousness because of like, I don't know, just, I mean, if you guys take a look at the society we're living in, it's not hard to see that a lot of us aren't living from our heart. Um, what's happening though, things are changing and people are stepping into a different realm of consciousness and you know the ones who feel called to it they'll lead in that path the ones who don't feel called to it that's also fine you know the beautiful thing is that with yin and yang it's all balanced and then we get to exercise our our warrior spirit right with with choice you know our feminine spirit we surrender right like just go with the flow water water energy just you know and then we have that fire you know like that fire energy that masculine energy where like what's our what's the choice and uh, I just saw a dove I keep seeing doves um it's really it's up to us and understand that um a part of moving out of cerebral intellectual moving into unconditional love it's beginning to see also like I just saw that dove Understanding how the universe is talking to you. It's like, and we are so disconnected to that. We are so disconnected from that. That's something that has just been, I don't know. Like, it's, um, and that build, that's a relationship though. So that takes time and trust and to step into that new consciousness. Um, I keep using the, uh, I keep using my old, frame of mind uh reference as a tic-tac-toe right tic-tac-toe only certain ways you can draw the lines there's only certain ways you can win and there's only certain ways you can lose and a lot of us are living a tic-tac-toe life 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. It's just, just imagine if you could change the game, right? If you can create whatever game you want and make all your rules and manifest things. And the thing I noticed, I, um, as I step into this ayahuasca world, I mean, I just sat down with uh, potential partners for a, a future psychotherapy relationship. And you know what? I listened to Spirit today and I said the words. I said the words ayahuasca in, in, a, in a clinical setting and I was only met with truth, honesty, authenticity. So now I see that once I step into my truth, it gives other people mission to step into their truth. And the one thing that the person said was that the thing with ayahuasca is I'm scared. And you know what? I know when I said that, boom, I just opened, you know, like, uh, and I, and in, in that moment, I realized that our imprints on the universe can change everything. Seriously. Like that was evidence of genuine, authentic, soul-driven purpose because my purpose is with ayahuasca and I mean I was talking about like holding integration and preparation groups and man I had people interested it was I mean it blew my mind you know it was confirmation for me I'm like whoa like this is legit and and I also had the respect of unconditional love. I told him I had no expectations walking in there. I trusted the universe. I trusted spirit. And when I spoke, I knew what needed to happen would happen. And there's no way I could have been able to do this, you know, um, by living a tic-tac-toe life. Tic-tac-toe life would have told me, don't say it. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to, like, you know, fear. My root chakra would have been like, oh, vibrating, stop talking. <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting, interesting thing. So I, I know I've like just gone on like a million different tangents, but that's the other thing I've trusted is that the words that come out of my mouth are only going to land on however it needs to land on people. Cause I can't, you know, we can't control how another one perceives our, our words. That's, that's actually the beauty of all of this, right? So, so to, for, to us to understand that we can live in full self-expression with no fear because a judgment of somebody else onto you actually has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So when I begin to judge, I know that has everything to do with me. You know, um, Deepak Chopra says the ego is another way to edge God out and God is you. So you're edging yourself out. You're edging your soul out when you do this. And so that's why unconditional love is the place to always return to because that is home. Home is inside of you. And if we all can return to home, then we can have heaven in between us on a daily basis. Those interactions, you know, we all have egos, like stuff's going to come up. We all know where the real part of us though, to return there, to stay in there and to live there. So with that, I will leave you guys and I hope you have an awesome Thursday. I will see you back here tomorrow.